What song is this? Kiss Me. Oh my god. Sixpence None the Richer. It's one of those songs that, like, I know the ebbs and flows of all of it. I have no idea any of the words. This part's a banger, though. Kiss me. Sounds like Sarah McLaughlin. It does. But, like, these are the kind of jams that I love from the 90s. Oh, yeah. So kiss me. Okay. What up, doe? <laughs> this is Game of Runs. My name is Neil Noonan, and alongside me here in the studio is Serge Kanda. Oh, hello, hello, man. A lot has changed since I've been here, man. Weed's legal, people are fighting, and no one plays defense. Life is unreal right now. <laughs> Life is so unreal. Everyone's shooting from the hip. And look at us with a dope instrumental in the background. Yeah. Last week had uh, my man Taylor Allen on the show. Yo, uh, shout outs, shout outs, ultimate six man, uh, coming through in the clutch, winning win the game for us uh, late in the fourth. A quick sub, and uh, we found out how dope it is to just talk ball to some sweet instrumentals. So our show has forever changed as of now because I don't know if our listeners know, half of Gamer Runs is a DJ, and all of Gamer Runs are music nerds. I don't know if I call myself a nerd. You What's appreciate my- a good tune here. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I definitely appreciate a good tune. But as far as uh, music nerdum goes, you got me on that one for sure. But we're talking ball today. We have just witnessed the first week of the 2018-2019 NBA season. Most teams have played three games, if not just two games. But we got to start with what everyone's talking about after last night. Spitgate. Spitgate, man. Okay. Where should we start with this? Should we start with how it's instigated? Uh, should, should we start a few plays back? Should we start with the after effects and what, what came from it, from Spitgate? Uh, should we start with previous gates? What should we start with, Neil? Tons of ways to go. But I'm going to take a few step, steps back and look at uh, a bigger kind of horizon as far as this situation goes. I know you're not a huge Netflix guy, but have you seen or know of the show American Vandal? I do. I am aware of the show. Okay. So the the premise of the show is this: these these two guys basically break down a very very silly, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Crime, I guess. They're they're breaking this down, trying to figure out who the culprit is. Last night on NBA Reddit, NBA Twitter, it was everywhere. People trying to figure out who spit. Who punched who first? Who poked someone in the eye? Did the spit come from Mello? Was there even spit? Why don't we have the right camera footage yet? And then four in the morning, I believe it was Bleacher Report that found the right angle and slowed that stuff down. In in extreme high definition. Yes. And yes. extreme oh. zoom. This was BBC Planet Earth level investigation it was incredible but you know what that is what we needed because for a long time people were like oh my god chris paul how could you just how could you push your fingers into this guy's eye you deserved to get hit in the face 
But as the suspensions came out, everyone saw the the real spitting video. That ex it, it explained everything, right? Like Chris Paul only did that because he actually was spit on. Mm -hmm. Rondo punched him in the face because he got poked to the eye. Brandon Ingram, you're an idiot. I don't even know why he was in this entire thing. Um, I mean, he kind of started it all, but. I'm getting ahead of myself. I wanted to step back. With all that being said, would any kind of situation like this, a small, I would call it a small, maybe a medium-sized altercation in the field of sports, in any other league, would something like this been blown up as much as this was yesterday? Uh, no. No, not in the NFL. And I feel like the NBA, and this I guess is my big point, is that it's kind of taken the world the zeitgeist by the balls and it's like we're the sport of the people we they got the, we got the personalities uh we got the we got the content we got all the digital media we got everything that people want in 2018 from their sports league and something like this a medium-sized scuffle so to speak with a few punches thrown there was enough room and enough energy to kind of create a bigger fire than actually was because of where NBA is in kind of the North American global society. Okay, I, I agree with all that. You have in the NBA everything that you kind of want in a league in 2018, as you said, uh, from, from the players and their personalities and their connections to what... It, what communicates to I, I've been playing angry instrumentals this whole time uh, <laughs> with, with titles related to fight uh, and uh, fighting and stuff um, but uh, the way the NBA reaches us is through what Instagram through memes uh, through highlight videos through Twitter uh, obviously Reddit, news yeah. all, all media and a lot of people are saying there's no winners to this um, some people who I think Jumping the gun, have said this is a little bit of a black mark. Okay, uh, sure. I, I tell them to be uh, easy. No one wants what happened. No. Well, I do. Okay, okay. I shouldn't have uh, said that. You are right. Because yes. I wanted what happened. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not just the People's League because it's an incredible, viewable, fun, overall zeitgeist product which has appeal for everyone. Storylines, personalities, drama, uh, Twitter, memes, uh, investigation, um, deceit, uh, loyalty. <laughs> the drama, baby. Yeah, the drama. A, uh, NBA is Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Right. Because um, when you come at the king, you best not best not miss. And, uh, and Chris Paul definitely came at uh, the king's point guard there. And there's, there's not no winners. We are the winners. Yes. The people who absorb this are the winners because I, I, I don't check Instagram more than once a week, and when Get I saw here. when I saw okay, I'm on Instagram more than more <laughs> than that in a day, but I don't check my feed more than once a week. Okay, I check DMs, I check the few top posts uh, that go on my scroller, and then I go to the explore page. Sure, sure. And the top post, uh, I was at Bar Italia, uh, shouts Bar I. Um, Watching the games, watching the game with some of my homies, and the fight broke out. And this is one of those moments where I wish I had the sound, because everything it just kept getting better and better and better. And I was enthralled, and I didn't even have the sound. And 
I immediately went on my phone and there were immediately highlight videos. This is the best part about the product right now. It's it's unfortunate because a lot of times people are judged for the wrong thing. Reddit could occasionally misaccuse someone to be a Boston bomber, right? Like yes. people jump the gun. Some things, some people get blamed for things they don't do. Some people um, get uh, crapped on for stuff that they shouldn't be crapped on for. Um, if you accidentally trip, uh, not even get crossed over, but accidentally trip, uh, you're going to end up on a shooting stars meme, right? But the the fact that I was able to go on my phone, see all the angles, see in slow motion, get a punch count, <laughs> and and a boxing score, Rondo 10-9. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was amazing. It was such a good watch, and I'm so happy it happened. Do I want it to happen again? Hell yeah. Do I think it should happen again? Hell no, right? We need those refreshers. Especially because people are saying, oh, the league's so soft now. Well, when someone actually finally throws throws a punch, uh, now it's like, oh, these guys, these kids are so irresponsible. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, let the cooler heads prevail. What do you want? Exactly. What do you want? Exactly. And finally, we got a taste of, first of all, a real legitimate fight, not a hold me back. Both connected. Both connected. Absolutely. And, man, that flush jab. Oh, that flush jab by Rondo. And that uppercut by Chris Paul. That was very nice. Um, and, yo, Ingram. Ingram was wiling in there as well. Um, like you said, Ingram. No idea what he was doing there. But with all that said, everything in that, it was much must-watch TV. Because the Houston Rockets, and especially the Los Angeles Lakers, are must-watch TV. And you did it on one of the biggest stages, one of the earliest nights in the NBA season on, I think, a Friday or Saturday. It was the perfect time for that to happen. Saturday night, LeBron James home opener. You know? Uh, I mean, like you said, that's one of the biggest stages, if not the biggest stage possible in the NBA, right? And I said, I I think you said it really, really well. And I love hearing your perspective, too. And the access that we have to the NBA immediately, right? Like yep. like you said, you pulled out your phone and you had multiple angles, you had commentary from the people you care about kind of thing. We're living in an amazing, amazing time. We are. So let's forget all that. Like, okay. let, let, let's forget Spitgate. It, it's, it's been settled, right? The suspensions were given. Um, I don't think it's even worth talking about. Oh, you should have given... Whatever. You know, I'm happy that Kuzma, Josh Hart, and Lonzo Ball are going to play a little bit more for the Lakers. Oh, yeah, good. give them some run. That's good. But, man, we're a week into this NBA season. How are you feeling about everything? How have you been consuming everything? Is there anything that's kind of caught your eye? Anything that you've you've enjoyed more that you than you thought you might have? Oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler's heel turn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, spoke yeah. about it before. Jimmy Butler, like, we spoke about it, I think, two weeks ago? Yeah. Jimmy Butler, uh, first of all, uh, stabbed the wolves in the back, turned heel against him, and then was such a good. He- this is this is like uh, how The Rock became a heel, and people kept cheering him because he was so good. Jimmy Butler dad dicked everyone at, <laughs> at, at a wolves practice, and he did so well that he won the public opinion back on his side. Incredible! That's so hard to do. Like genuinely, like this is not pro wrestling, but he did it because he came in in bad shape, late to practice, and sunned everyone. He sunned one of the brightest, most talented young players in the league. And so when we had high hopes of, and who's more panning out to be a B, B-plus player, Andrew Wiggins, right? Like, Carl Towns and Andrew Wiggins 
regardless of what you want to say about their effort or how much they care or their defense, they're not slouches. <laughs> they're not slouches. Nope. Because um, they're in the NBA and they are still very good for their ages, uh, 24 and under, right? But you ain't Jimmy. And, and you, you ain't Jimmy. You ain't Jimmy. And uh, as you know, I'm a, I'm a ride or die for Jimmy. And I thought this was the moment where I'm like, oh, man, Jimmy's getting a little full of himself. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. No, he backed it up, bro. He backed it up. And he's pl- and he played fairly well uh, in, in his first few games with oh, the yeah. Wolves. And Still their best player. And Cat doesn't look good at all. No. So th- there's something that's got to be worked on, uh, whether it's a coaching change or, of course, a trade. Um something has to work out because we had high hopes for the Wolves and it's not panning out to that. Um, do you have any quick thoughts on the Wolves or would you like me to keep jumping? So last year I was in school yeah, and I majored in public relations and we had uh, we had an ongoing assignment that one person a week would come into class and they would present on any sort of public public relations situation that happened in society, whether it was good or bad, and just this is how the company or person kind of handled this, this is how the public reacted and stuff like that. Yeah. When the Jimmy thing was going on, and especially after the practice and after the sit-down uh, conversation with Rachel Nichols, at that point, I was like, oh my God, if I was in school while this happened, I would present on this. On exactly what you just said before, the... Um, the wherewithal and the the pre-planning to make everything happen the way he did. He knew he wanted to have that sit-down conversation with Rachel Nichols. It happened the same day as the practice. And Rachel came out and said that it was originally scheduled to be in Miami. Right. Which is huge. Exactly. It's it's crazy. But this was all planned, whether it was, it was him, him and his agent. Woj has been on it for sure. It seems like Woj has been inside this practice you know, like he's been hanging out with Jimmy. But you're right. Public opinion, absolutely from the NBA circles in our little bubble. But it seems like people are on, on his side. And like, yeah, Cat and Wiggins are bums. You know, they're super talented <laughs> and, they, and they can't work up to that level of, of Jimmy's work ethic. And yeah, he came out and just slayed that practice. He's been playing super well this first week. The, uh, the Timberwolves don't look super good. Um, it's going to be really interesting. But yeah, Jimmy Butler is a heel. Fantastic. Must watch. Fantastic. There's like The NBA doesn't get many heels very often, but sometimes a good one comes around. I think Kevin Durant had that for a little while. LeBron for sure when he was in Miami. Oh, yeah. um, I really like the Butler heel turn. Who embraces being the bad guy? And... Who's good at being the bad guy? That's what matters. Yeah, and, and Jimmy's relishing in it right now. Yeah. Relishing in it right now. Absolutely. Um, have you been able to catch... I want to talk about the West Coast specifically. Um, God bless those 930 games. They're always there. They're always They're just there. always there. No matter what, they're on, on a random Tuesday. It's going to be the Suns and the Kings or something. Yeah. Uh, shout, if you are like me, shout-outs to the original 420 Bowl. Uh a Blazers or Nuggets fan, 9.30 is the perfect time slot because uh, that is that is usually when they're booked as Northwest teams. So um, I, as you know, have, or only you know, not the listeners, I have chosen the Denver Nuggets as my 2K team, and I am loving it. I'm loving every second of it. Um, huge on Jamal Murray. Huge on Nikola Jokic because holy Jesus, he is very good. Um, I'm just so impressed by his passing. Um, in terms of 
the Blazers. They're honestly one of the teams I thought who were going to fall out um, of the playoff picture, given how tough the West is looking. But, man, I there's just something in me that can't doubt regular season Damian Lillard. Um, and he was definitely showing it from the jump. Uh, I believe since our last show, uh, LeBron James had his first game. I think the 18th was his first game, and our last show was on the 17th that uh, Taylor subbed in so yeah. gracefully for me. Um, and, man, all the stars were out. And, of course, uh, LeBron continued his streak of losing his first game with teams. And uh, it wasn't because, I'm sure it was nerves and, you know, a couple other things and, you know, just a better prepared team. But uh, the Blazers look pretty good, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of this whole Northwest thing. Uh, the thing I'm not taking into account is I ha- I still haven't watched an MVP candidate. Can you guess who I haven't watched yet? I was gonna say Jokic, but it sounds like you've seen the Nugs a little. I've seen bit. the Nugs. I've seen. I've seen some Nugs. You haven't seen Giannis yet, or Anthony Davis. I haven't seen either. Oh, yeah. So you have. I have. I have. And, but before before we get to them, for sure, I'm gonna mention like I I love you bringing up the Nuggets and the Blazers. The Blazers are interesting because they absolutely do go on tears in the regular season. And I think a, a big part of that is that they're always going to have Lillard or they're always going to have McCollum or now Stauskas. Stauskas Yo, who baby. had a career high, <laughs> like 24 against the Kings. Stauskas Steele, man. Yeah, he was lighting them up. Um, they're always going to have one of those guys play well kind of thing and, and just bring them through games. Like the bottom half of the league, they're going to win those games. That's why they ended up in third in the yeah. West last season, right? right? It is interesting now because I really like Zach Collins. Um, who I believe is going to just constantly take minutes out of Nurkic's um, payload, right? Like, yeah. Collins looks fantastic. He looks like a modern big. Um, he can switch out. He can protect the rim a little bit. He's very athletic. He can put the ball away, um, whether it's up high, down low. Great player. I still do believe in their ceiling. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm not surprised that they got... Do you think the Blazers have a ceiling with Lillard and McCollum? Or do you think the Blazers have a ceiling, like, as this entity? Like, do you think they could keep McCollum and Lillard together and improve and raise the ceiling of this team? Or do you think one of those two need to go for this team to actually take that next step, uh, a la DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, I think I think they're just stagnant now, you know? And, okay. and it's not that they don't work well together. You know, they're not exactly like a my turn, your turn kind of duo. Um, even though there is one ball kind of thing, I think they've worked fairly well together, you know, but as far as putting players around them and, uh, Neil O'Shea, he's done a fairly good job. Like they have a bunch of guys that are on bigger contracts than say what their actual value is, right? Like Aminu might be the one guy on their team that has like just the best contract. I think he got like four years, 44 million or something uh, a few years ago before the big cap jump. Yeah. He looks great. Nurkic is getting paid a lot. You know, uh, McCollum and Lillard obviously getting paid a lot. I think they've hit the the ceiling with this core of, I would say, those four guys. Maybe you can throw in Evan Turner. Like, who's been there for the past two, three years? You know, like, they, yeah. I, I can't see them going any further. And Paul Allen passing away. R.I.P. Last week. One of, one of the better owners and someone who changed the technology world. Absolutely. Um, hugely influential um, across the world. But yeah, he's been known as one of the best sports owners in North America for sure, uh, owning the Trailblazers and uh, the Seahawks. I think that's going to have a pretty big impact on them. 
Oh, yeah. And I think that's going to trickle down into actually having trades, too. Whether that's... I, a lot of people are spitting Lillard to, to L.A., Yep. You know, I, I think it would be really cool to see McCollum on his own team, whether that's like, imagine imagine if the Magic traded someone like Aaron Gordon for McCollum or something. Damn. I think it'd be really cool to see McCollum on his own team that ha that has pieces around him. Like he would have, say, Isaac or Bomba kind of beside him, yeah. right? But he would be like, this is my ball. He would, sure. be, he would be the James Harden, the Devin Booker of the Magic. And that's just the one ball example, handling right? Too, yeah. Yeah. I really like the idea of Lillard staying in Portland forever. You know, like I, I really like that idea too. I, I do think McCollum is the guy that has to go. But it'll be interesting because they're gonna be floating in that big soup of what, three to ten, three to eleven in in the Western Conference, right? Mm -hmm. And another team that you mentioned, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, great start. But if you have all those guys firing, like they can have a really, really solid maybe one through ten. Yeah, they could. That depth and their offense is going to be fine. Not worried about that at all. But if they can keep up the defense, they got the best defense in the league right now through three games. Damn. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. Ninety-five points uh, offensive rating compared to the next person's at a, next team's at a hundred. That's pretty crazy. I don't know if they'll keep that up for three games. But having a healthy Paul Millsap back. Um, we're both high in Jamal Murray, right? Canadian boy. Mm -hmm. I think he has a lot of room for improvement. I think Gary Harris is going to be the guy that people are... He might have like an Oladipo type season. Really? You know? Yeah. And, and and I'm not talking maybe like 25 points per game, but enough where we're like... This guy's Gary, dumb good. Is Gary, Harris, uh, or is Gary Harris that second star that they were kind of looking for? Yeah. You know? Um... But yeah, I, I really love those two teams just because there's a lot of question marks kind of thing. And this young, like they are really young, the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. The amount of potential that they have, they this could be their year where they, they actually form into a group. You yeah. know? And like these this is our group going forward. That's what I'm most excited about. Uh, when I was watching them, they were kind of scoring at will. But like it was cohesive basketball. Yeah. And if that's going and as you said, they're working as a unit, they're cohesive on the defensive end. Like this is a team ready to take that next step. And honestly, it's starting to look not Warriors-esque, but I mean, you have a very well versed in offense point guard, a two-way shooting guard, a reliable versatile four, right? Like, uh, and you know, a seven-footer who's just dumb versatile in Jokic or Durant, right? Like, there, there's a lot of similarities in terms of your starting four, starting five, sort of, that sort of range. Um, and these guys are ready to possibly take that jump. And I'm excited totally. for that. And I, and I think they do have enough trade chips to put something together. Will Barton hurt right now, um, which is tough, but I think he's a really good trade trip for them because I don't think he's necessarily a starting three on, like, a really great playoff team. Mm -hmm. Um... So, yeah, they, they got some chips there that they, they, they can trade. And if, if Paul Millsap stays healthy and Jokic stays on this kind of MVP tear and if Harris or Murray pop, man, they would, uh, they're would they a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. That's it. That's a that's a good way to put it. Uh, similar to grit and grind, but on the offensive end, like these guys are not afraid to duel you out, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, on top of all that. Uh, oh, dude, this is a fire instrumental Absolutely. i don't think i've ever heard it without like as an instrumental oh really it kind of seems even darker
Oh yeah, it's a very dark song. Very dark instrumental. Just the whole message. This it is America. It slaps hard though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I like ending the show on what you brought up before. On the two MVP candidates, for sure going oh. into the season. Sorry, lastly, before we close. Okay, go, go. What I noticed is that, <laughs> what I noticed is that um, no one's playing defense. You should just hammer the over. Yeah. Teams like the Rockets, teams like the Nuggets, teams like the Lakers who are running right now. The Pelicans. The Pelicans who scored 149 to 129. Um, just hammer the over, man. I, I don't gamble or promote gambling. I do. Okay. Well, if you do, hammer the over before everyone gets their defense in check. Yes. And everyone gets in shape. There's a lot of turnovers right now. You yep. know? Um, people are just scoring at will. It's, yeah, it's great. And yeah, the Pelicans averaging 140 points a game right now. Led by? Led by Anthony Davis um, and Miritich. They look fantastic. And I've only seen a half of theirs. But I think, I think the biggest takeaway... And this even, it, it, it's kind of off the court as well, or up in Anthony Davis's brain, so to speak. But did you hear his little interview where he talked about being the best player in the NBA? Anthony Davis? Yeah. No, I haven't. It's really, really good. Is um, he finally, like, acknowledging himself as yes. that? Yes. And, and he said, he's like, when you think of both sides of the ball, I, I am the best player in the NBA. You know? Wow, and, and like, I he, like And he kind of just came out and said it. And he's like, I should be, like... He recognized the the tiers kind of thing, and for a while, there's always kind of been this like this this tier of two, maybe three people with LeBron, KD, and then Steph uh, during fifteen, sixteen kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the best player argument. After that, James Harden's never been that in that conversation. Russell he's an Westbrook, MVP, bro, but he's not he's not the best player. Fair enough. Russell Westbrook's never been in that conversation. Chris Paul's he's never MVP, been in that bro. conversation. Okay. Right? Yeah. These guys, yeah, they're right up there. Giannis, AD, they've all been right there. They've never been in that top echelon where they're in the room with LeBron and KD and Steph. Yeah. Those are the three faces of the league. Absolutely. Hearing what AD said and then backing it up in the first two games of the season. He looks like an absolute animal. I think he's going to average, if not six, seven assists, like right around five. Yeah. Because he's got he's got shooters now with Miritich. Uh, Drew Holiday is a new player in the last 18 months or so after the tragedy with his wife and everything. Like Healthy, happy Drew Holiday is a, th- a thing of beauty. Absolutely. A, a huge game changer for them. And, and if El- Alfred Payton can give like replacement level stats that Rondo gave, like, I mean, he had that 10, 10, 10 triple double. That's exactly what Rondo would have gave you on opening oh, yeah. night, you know? Um, they're going to be really, really scary. And uh, we were talking about the Blazers before. I mean, they got swept by the Pelicans last year. And this Pelicans team, I think they found something in the last three months of that season, specifically Anthony Davis, and said, oh man, this is how we should play. We up the pace, we get tons more possessions, the ball's going to go through me every single time, and I'm either going to get a dunk, an assist, or an open shot, and that's how we're going to play. And yeah, they look fantastic through through, uh, two games of the season. If they continue to play this way, and Anthony Davis continues to put up 30, 15, and 5 numbers... Dude's going to be MVP hands down. Oh. And I think he's ready to own it. Because uh, it, everything from everything you just told me in that interview, do you think the switch was him becoming a Rich Paul client? I don't know. Maybe. I think that's okay. all kind of part of it, though. All you right, know, cool. I I think mentally something happened. And maybe it was him realizing last year when Boogie went down, oh, 
we have something here. Like, yeah. this is how we should play. Maybe I should be the five. I'm big enough now, and the rest of the league is small enough. Like, the big fives, yeah. they're not all there anymore. Marcus all, it, it's not a huge deal anymore. Yeah, that's true. You know? Right. It's going to be a different Pelicans team this year. It is. It is. That does it for us, man. We're out of time. Just like that. Half hours fly. I love the tunes in the background. Respect. Gets me so hyped. The energy's there for sure. I, I love having the NBA back. Oh, it's, it's nice having you back on the show. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Lots of good things. Lots of good things. Uh, enjoy the NBA this week, everybody. Uh, again, recording this on a Monday. This is going to be airing live on 11.5 UMFM on Wednesday. But there's tons of good games. Uh, shout out to the Raps. I mean, Shoutouts. without Kawhi and still just killing the Wizards, that's what a number one sh- seed should do. Man, they look really good. They look scary good. This is the best. It's er, it's early. and It's early, but this is the best Raptors team ever. Absolutely, yes. And, and Lowry is taking the trade like I hoped he would, where he's still a little like emotionally upset. But he's but, about his business. But he's using it as the fuel rather yeah. than being sorry for himself. Love that. Love that. Let's get it. I'm back on the back on the horse, Kyle. Love it. Love it. All right, you've been listening to Gamer Runs here on 101.5 UMFM. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the NBA.